What's going on, good people? Rich here. It's your girl, Ray P. What's going on, everybody? Hey, we're back at it again with another yeah. episode. We got y'all. The television feed for the Culture Garden Podcast. We definitely appreciate you tuning in, listening to us. Um, thanks for subscribing, sharing, spreading the word, commenting, yeah. the whole nine. We definitely appreciate y'all. Um, your honor. We're yeah. back for another episode, part 17. Mm-hmm. Um Part 16 was a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Rachel were discussing it and everything that went on. Um, and I feel like part 17 was a little bit of a change of pace. And we'll get more into that today. Um, for all of you listening right now, don't forget about the Culture Garden podcast. That is our main podcast feed where we talk about films and television, filmmakers, everything else. So we just wrapped up Romance Month. We had our final movie. We did four straight romances. Um, traditional and non-traditional um, for the month of February <laughs> ended with Jumping the Broom, which was my first time seeing it. And if you want right. to hear my thoughts, yeah, if you want to hear my thoughts, check out that episode. It was um, interesting, to say the least. Rachel was enjoying my lack of uh, enjoyment. <laughs> I well, I was more so shocked that you had never seen Jumping the Broom. While I don't think it's like an amazing, amazing movie, I will watch it almost every time I see that it's on. Yeah, yeah, man. We I, I gave my thoughts on that. <laughs> there's a lot of stars, a lot of legends in that film. I saw it, man. It's got a lot going on, but it's still enjoyable nonetheless. Like I said, there's some stuff that I would watch. Um, but I can definitely t- I don't have that nostalgic feel for it because I only watched it this past week. <laughs> uh, but check that out. Like I said, Romance Month Romance Month ended, but we are going to continue with you know our regular schedule. We gotta good episode for you this week and then we got some more stuff building up a lot of requests that have been brought in uh, we're starting to get to some of those so check us out um, if you don't follow us hit our link tree on our instagram page the culture garden podcast follow that and you will have links to our youtube page which we don't do we got y'all but we do do the culture garden and of course all the culture garden feeds um, for this week as we always mentioned there will be spoiler alerts for your honor so if you haven't watched the episode please go back and check it out um, and there will be explicit content. Part 17 was directed by Kerry Preston. It was written by Dwayne, Bill Kane, Peter Moffat, and Brandy Nicole. Synopsis for this episode, excuse me, synopsis for this episode, Michael's pursuit of the truth creates life-threatening consequences for him and for Nancy Costello, who has joined him in the hunt for his wife, Robin's murderer. Fia faces the hard reality about her family. Um, so that's pretty much the premise of Part 17. Like I said, Rachel, it was a little bit of a change of pace. You know, 15 and 16 were like, you're going up this roller coaster. And I feel like it's only right with this, with there being three episodes left, this was kind of like that break. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of stuff going on um, and a lot of things that I think are going to set up these final three episodes, but it wasn't as dramatic as the past two. Um, this is more of a, let's calm down, let's set up a couple more things and go from there. What did you think about this episode overall? I actually really liked this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I hadn't thought of it. Um, it's still rising action. Um, I don't know that we've seen the climax yet of this season. As good as episode 16 was, or part 16 was, it wasn't the climax. And so with right. this, um, it's like an even plateau, but I thought it was very, very, not even a plateau, but just it's sitting there, but mm-hmm. very, very, very good. Um, yeah. Answer some questions. I'm going to come in here and say that I was right. Um, Two times in a row. 
I would love some other stuff, but we'll get to that pod later. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll get to that part I later. Right. I was right. We see Lee ass again like I knew right. we would. Right in the open. And I just thought, you know, I, earlier in the season, I was heavy on the Lee appearance. You know, first three or four episodes, I said, Lee coming, Lee coming, Lee coming. By the time part 15 came around, she wasn't there. I said, I wrote her off. So her popping up to part 17 was fitting. Um, I did it. Even though it was late, I did say early that Lee was going to be the one that Lee was the one that uh, Eugene called, which Mm -hmm. he did confirm that was her Mm -hmm. and that um, she was going to be the one to kind of hold him down. And I was glad I was good to see her. It was good to see her. I agree with what you said. It's it's not like a plateau. It just kind of stayed still for a second. Mm-hmm. And I also agree that this is not the climax because there's still a lot to 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 unfold. Like we really still have three hours of this show left. Yeah, you know, three whole episodes. And now I'm starting to think like, what is the climax? What is the big moment that I think is going to turn this show over? Is it waiting on the Baxters to go down? Like, oh, I'm not sure what that's going to be or what it's going to look like. I think it's the brewing war between the Baxters the and, and the Baxters. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, uh, we still have the cartel out there. We Something still have that... the cartel, but I don't know how much of a factor they are since Ricardo and uh, Big Mo worked out a scenario. Yeah, um, I, I, just something I know they have to mention again. You can't go these last three episodes with that disappearing. Yeah. Um, and of course, we'll get to desire, but they got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of dysfunction that need that they need to get tight. And also, just I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how this is going to overall end. I don't know what the main, you know, the shocker is going to be. Since we know we're not getting a third season. Yeah, yeah. So that's the interesting part. I'm like, man, so because, you know, this Robin's death was going to be a big thing for me. So I was actually a little bit surprised that they wrapped it up mm-hmm. in one episode. You know, we got all that information, all the information of part 16. And I thought that's what was going to be carrying us through at least part 19. Um, and then I saw we wrapped that up real quick. We found the officer. We know who was helping him. I don't we were right. It's complete. And I was right. Um, about Charlie. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, he was definitely right about Charlie. I know these niggas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know a nigga with a secret when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Charlie was looking like a little kid. He had a whole different tune compared to the last conversation he had with Absolutely. Michael face to face. Absolutely. But that's why I don't think it's over. And now with Michael knowing that Charlie had a hand in this and his hand is not clean, whether he knew he was going to kill Robin or not, which I believe he did because Rudy is his crooked cop that he goes to for everything, you know, Um, Michael no longer has incentive to protect Charlie. Mm -hmm. So, we see that he's ignored um, Olivia's calls all this time. This whole episode, her text, ignore, ignore, ignore. What the fuck I need you for? You gonna put me back in jail? And now I've helped Costello solve this crime so she don't really hate me as much as she used to before. Mm-hmm. What the fuck do I need you for? We see Michael again uses his wits he's not dumb and we said it in previous episodes those wheels are turning yeah absolutely yeah we want to catch the big fish but uh 
No. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's been the one thing I've enjoyed these past few episodes. You know, the beginning of this season, Michael. Out of I mean, it. He, he's, yeah, he's out of it, man. We don't even know if he wants to continue living. And now you see, episode by episode, you see what made him a great judge. Like, just mm-hmm. how smart he is. Him being able to put up, put together the pieces. Um, even with the Beckwith scene, you know, we finally meet Officer Beckwith. And him, was it surprising to you that they, he just kind of put it all out on the table? Like, let him know, like, I know who you are, bro, and I know what you did. Like, and that back and forth between them. Um, No, because he knew mm-hmm. that it was a now or never situation. He knew once he realized who stopped him, he wasn't making it to the station. You know, he knew right. that, so I might as well confront you while I can. And if I die about it, I die about it. But no, I'm a fuck. I know who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the thing. What are the odds of me getting pulled over on all, on this night by this officer? Like, I know what time it is. So was Beckwith still following KJ? I don't know how that works. So I, I don't think he was still following him. I think what it really came down to was he mentioned how Nancy Costello had reopened the case. Right. Okay. And I think he's probably thinking, of course, since he knew that he did it, like, why is yeah. this case being reopened? What information yeah. they got? Mm-hmm. Let me pull up on KJ and see what's going on. Yeah. Oh, KJ spoke to them. Okay, then. But now I know they know what's going on. Did he kill this, KJ? Um, I don't think so. He didn't allude to it. He alluded that he was going to. So I think KJ is still alive. However, I don't. I, I guess you have to keep KJ alive. It, you know, if I'm a criminal, if I'm a dirty cop, and I get this information, you would think that he killed KJ as soon as he finds out. But just in case something's off, yeah, something's not right, and I need some additional information, he probably wanted to wait until he got rid of Michael, then okay. go back and get KJ just to make sure. Okay. You know, because if I if I kill KJ and then can't find Michael, yeah. Now I can't follow up on, you know, exactly what was said or, you know, little small details that might not have been discussed at first. So um, he definitely had every plan to put bullets in KJ without question. Okay. Okay. Without question. We know he's an assassin assassin anyway. (laughs) Yeah, he's an assassin anyway. He's been doing that for hire. Like, he's covering his own tracks. Uh, Just you could tell by how calmly he was about to take out Michael. Like, he had the scenario in his head. Like, you were already suicidal. Mm -hmm. Everything. Like, he knew what it was. And when you are in a position of power like that where you're not even getting questioned for the dirt that you're doing like you there's not one second i'm sure he thought that he was even going to get into trouble for that or cop for that even with michael telling him like they are going to come after me come after you if i if i die Mm -hmm. i I told nancy what's going on what she did he did drop her name so it would have been a coincidence i think nancy's good enough detective um there were still parts of me that thought that Nancy still might be a little bit involved, but she did kind of prove that differently. Like when she pulled up um, to save Michael, mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was like, all right, is this one a secret reveal? Yeah. Something yeah, else yeah. like, you know, cause yeah. it was definitely some movie shit. We knew something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I thought it was going to be Olivia. Okay. Not Nancy. Um, mm-hmm. That saved Michael. Cause we knew Michael wasn't going to die. Like we just yeah. knew that. Correct. Correct. Um, however, I might argue that it would have been actually a very interesting final four episodes if Michael did die. Like, how do you do that with your main character going? Like, you that, can. that would be some incredible. I, <laughs> maybe you can get a little creative. Maybe you get a little creative. I like seeing weird stuff like that. But yeah, you can't. So I, I knew that Michael wasn't going to die. I just didn't know how he was going to get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. I, hmm. I'm glad Michael said his piece, though. Um, 
And the reality is, I don't think that Michael is as ready to die now as mm -mm. he was then. Uh, whatever episode that was when he and Jimmy, when he was begging Jimmy to take his life, you know, uh, I think that he, we're starting to see him find some purpose, especially since he told Elizabeth about uh, baby Rocco, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I had that written down in my notes. It was a completely different response from the beginning of the season to now. Like when he's, there's uh, two moments or multiple moments, but at the very beginning and then this moment where you are faced with death, and it kind of just seems like, all right, early in the season, Michael's cool with that. He's at peace with it. He's going to move forward. Now I'm like, all right, he's got some motivation. Mm -hmm. He's got stuff to live for. And I think that shows with the final scene of this episode with Fia and baby Rocco sitting there, like I, that little smirk that he gives. Like that's, yeah. we talked about in earlier episodes, like what is going to keep him alive? What's going to keep him motivated to keep on going? And that's it. Like that's yeah. his life right now. And and not only is that his, that's Fia's life. They They need each other. Yes. Um, and we we keep forgetting to mention this. Keep forgetting. We talk about it off camera, but we haven't discussed <laughs> it on recording. When are they going to reveal to Fia that Adam killed Rocco? Uh, I, I don't, don't think you end this series without that piece of information being given. Are and we I think for the, if she doesn't know? I don't think she knows. I don't think she knows. Because that's Fia's too um Fia's too reflective and thoughtful to not have mentioned anything about that. Fair, 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 fair. I just find it hard that if not Jimmy, then definitely Gina has not said that. Like Gina was have to have been. You want to give him the middle name of the person who killed your brother? Like, there had to have been some sort of discussion, some sort of back and forth with the whole, why did this boy try to kill you? You know what I'm saying? And I guess you could say because of Kofi, like, and Michael going to jail. I don't think they told her, but part of me feels like, how could you not have told her? Mm -hmm. time, you know? Yeah, I know. You, you make a great point. It, it in real life, yes, I think she should absolutely know. Um, mm -hmm. But from the show's writing perspective, I don't think she—I don't think she knows that without acknowledging it, especially all this time. Okay, I think there's some kind of acknowledgement, so I, I think they're saving it. Like I said, you still have three episodes left, and there's still a lot to go through. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if you do find out, that's something you have to find out either part 18 or part 19. You don't save that for the very, very end because. There's nothing to build on past it. Or maybe yeah. she does find out at the end, and that's like the conundrum. Yeah. You know, that's the situation she's stuck in. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but that family's all over the place. And then the only if other she, thing I really go ahead. If she doesn't know, I think Michael is the one who tells her. That's fitting. That's fitting. Um, and I think that actually makes them I won't say closer, but it has a different form of respect. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't think the Baxters would tell her unless it was for their personal gain. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want her away from Mike, which is going back to what you said earlier. It is odd that she doesn't know because we know that Jimmy and Gina don't want her near Michael. Right. That might be a very clear way to keep her, mm -hmm. keep them mm -hmm. apart. Like his son is the one that killed it, but she loved it. I mean, listen, there was one good reminder that we had this episode. Fia is 17 years old. That part. She's 17. So there's a whole lot that just goes into that. And 
what can you say? What will you say? If she's already like different from everyone else. Right. In my mind, I knew Fia was 17. But this mm-hmm. whole season, I was thinking, well, maybe Fia was like a senior. Maybe she was older than Adam because she's had to grow up like she's grown, but she is she's, still a child. Yeah, she's a child. I think to your point, she's the most she's probably the most mature Baxter. Yeah, 100 percent You know, so she carries herself a whole lot different than somebody who's 17. I think you and I can relate to that, like who are two people who probably never you know, old souls. I've been described as an old soul. Rachel, I know you know enough to know that you are like just carry yourself a different way. You know, I don't I, I'm not like the rest of these 16-year-olds. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, um, so so Fia was just she 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 just had that coming out of her. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so I don't know, man. It, it's it, it is easy to forget because I was thinking too, like maybe this will be technically she should be a freshman, but it's a gap year because she had Rocco. Right. But when right. she says 17, it reminds me, like, oh my goodness, how young are you? Like, yeah. you're super young. So, I don't know, man. I don't Mike know. But been, he was away for one year or two? One year. One year. Okay. He was away for one year. Um, but one thing that I have, the, the last thing I have about Michael um, in my notes is just the Charlie situation. I know we talked about it yeah. in that conversation, but just Charlie himself. Um, a politician, you you called it. You said Charlie had something to him, mm-hmm. even if we didn't know about it. So there was dirt in the past, and we see yeah. that dirt in the past coming up, and we see how Charlie's handling it. Like, who's we? What you mean yeah. we got to get him? Who was that? Yeah, you sound like you in the car. I suggest you keep driving. <laughs> Charlie's trying to keep clean up those loose ends, and those and he ain't keep driving. Right, he had to stop home. I mean, keep driving, me keep driving. Everything at the crib, you got to go. Like any kind of. A crisis situation where there's a movie or television, when people keep that stuff with them, they keep a bag in the car. So if we got to get out, we got to get out. Everything that can't, like if you ain't got it with you, is gone. You ain't never gonna see it again. That's it, bro. You got to go home and you got to bounce. And this is he didn't even have enough to lock his door. Like you don't have enough like presence of mind to know that somebody's in your crib. Yeah, but you a cop too. Like you don't hear nobody. I don't know. I just feel like there's a different, you know. uh, respect for your surroundings and yes. I feel like he was in panic mode I guess I, I in that moment he just realized like yo this shit is all coming down that's, that's the thing about doing dirt like that it's all good until that other foot drop and then you realize it's about to get real comes to the light and that's every, it every and single that's time Time. I think that he was just so full of I'm not even really going to call it adrenaline but adrenaline like in panic because your covering is gone the reality mm-hmm. is, is that, yes, everybody knows you're dirty. You do all of this shit knowing that Charlie got your back and you know about Charlie. Charlie take his hand off you like this nigga guy. Charlie take his hand <laughs> off you and now your life is over. Literally. <laughs> Literally. So, is, Are you... Are you surprised he didn't use more leverage of I can take you down? When I say him, I'm talking about uh, uh, Rudy. Surprised Rudy didn't get more of a I can take you down and mention your name as well? Um, No. Okay. Um, We got Davenport. Even though Rudy has this information, 
Charlie is still the mayor. And the reality is that I know that Michael is your best friend. I don't think that there was a scenario where he could use that. Like he's already disgraced enough. Um, I don't know. I just don't see how he could. I understand how he could, but I see Charlie having the power to crush that. I think so. Shit rolls downhill. Yeah. Um, and you're absolutely right. The people at the top never get in trouble. They never get it. Like they hire people for the to be the fall guys. That's why, you know, drug movies, you know, the plugs rarely get caught. Like the people up top, like excuse me, not the plug, the actual connects. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, it's always that middleman, you know. You, it's hard to get there. That's why you got people on the corner taking those falls or every movie. You know you gotta take the charge for this, right? Um mm -hmm. I think there might have been a situation with that with little Mo in that when they were in their jail situation. I can't yeah. remember. Either way, or uh, excuse me, Kofi in season one. Like that mm -hmm. was a prime example when little Mo told him you gotta take the charge for this. Like we can't yeah. it can't roll up any higher. We all too protected. Like this is what it is. Um, so I think you're absolutely right. It just would have seemed like a final plea for desperation, but he should have just bounced. He just kept going. You just should have kept going. Start your Especially life. We, yeah, as soon as, a, as soon as as soon as I leave the bus stop, I'm out. That part. You know what I mean? I'm I'm making a call to Charlie, letting him know what's going on. Based on that conversation, I'm yep. gone. That's like, it. I'm gone. And I know that he wanted to clean up his own loose ends, but the the chips got to just fall wherever they at. At this point, they got to fall where they may. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you have anything else to talk about with Michael? You know, Charlie, anything like that? Um, I really don't. I just was really proud of Michael um, this episode because he ain't no hoe. You know what I'm saying? He, although we already said doesn't want to die. He was ready. Like, I'm going to say what I got to say and have the sense of mind because he really didn't tell Costello who it was. He only said that, you know, it's an internal issue. So um, uh, that's really it. And just, I mean, you already said it. I was right about Charlie ass. Cause, mm, mm, mm. He looks shit. He, look <laughs> he looks 50. And I'm just not surprised because knowing what we know that they were investigating dirty cops, which is what we saw last season. Charlie, you got all the dirty cops in your pocket. How could mm -hmm. you not somehow be involved? He is. He's covering like he knew. He knew. I don't He knew. He fully, 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 fully knew. So did he and give a orchestrated it? That's what I was just about to ask you. I don't know if we already had that full conversation right now, but do you think he did? You think he set all of that up? Even if he didn't set it up, he gave the okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess my main thing right now is I don't know why. Like, what was more, what was deeper into that that Charlie felt that he had to kill his best friend's wife, or give the order to kill his best friend's wife? Davenport and Rudy being found out, and Charlie being connected to them. That's that's a tough <laughs> call to make, though. That's your best friend's wife, bro. You can't make that call like that. Oh, what? This my life. Mm, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's we, my life. <laughs> we gotta, yeah, we gotta see what else is going on. We gotta see what else is going on in these next three episodes with that. I want to know. I want them to revisit that. Charlie is only worried about Charlie. He mm -hmm. loves. Well, he said, "Is there something I need to know?" 
was that part two, episode two or 12, whatever it is. Can any of this blow back on me? What right. have you gotten me into? Not how can we cover each other? How can I protect and cover myself has been Charlie throughout both of these seasons. He's asked, you know, mm -hmm. do, I Absolutely. do I need protection? So hell no, nah. you can get another wife. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> I'll be with you. But mm. somebody got <laughs> Charlie, me. Hey, man. it's either gonna be you or me, and it ain't gonna be me. It ain't gonna be me. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Well, uh, moving on from Michael and what's going on in his world, we also have the Baxters. We talked about Jimmy a little bit earlier, and Fia. Um, Jimmy's very calm, um, very tranquil. I think Gina called him. She's sick of his tranquility. I'm scared of Jimmy all over again. I don't think I've ever seen someone where I thought he was such a sucker and then also thought he was such a boss, like back and forth. Like it's all it's always a ping pong thing with Jimmy. And I anybody who looks like that and is that calm, you were mad, man. You were a psychopath. Nuts. You nuts. Nuts. <laughs> crazy is a different kind of crazy. That's mm -hmm. just very dangerous, and I'm gonna stay up out your way. And I don't know why Gina keep playing. <laughs> Hey, Jimmy, you got it. You got it. And I think that was, I think I mentioned last week that that karma instance is the one where, or I think I might have just said, like, Jimmy, you got to pick or choose who you're going to yeah. be. You know, we alluded to it all episode, or not we, but the show alluded to it all episode. Like, you, who are you? Like, you fooling yeah. yourself. You're going to be who you got to be. And I think Jimmy finally took that to heart, even though it was a little bit of a slap in the face, no pun intended. <laughs> um, he took it to heart and realized, you know what? You're right. I'm about to get back on my gangster shit and yeah. all y'all about to pay for it. Like all this stuff I done let slide. Okay. And it might not be the most immediate response, but I'm not going to forget none of this. And all y'all going to get y'all's. Um, so him breaking to the family, Frankie's gone. Frankie out of here. And but real quick, let's talk about this. It's an illusion, even though nothing was directly said. Come on. About how, how, was on the tip of my tongue. About how Gina feels about Frankie. Come on, man. Wake it up. <laughs> Another thing that you had mentioned last Something week. I was right about. <laughs> you asked if you think Gina was sleeping with Frankie. I don't know if he'll ever get the answer, but there is definitely something there. Period. I've Period. never seen. Okay, so here's a couple of things that I thought that I found interesting. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's a television show. We only know what we know. And I think your honor as you know, uniquely done that. If I've seen, if I've seen anything negative about this show, it's the fact that they only give us certain information, mm -hmm. right? Which is all television show. So it is what it is. Gina made the point of saying, but he's our friend. Not once in any of these episodes between season one and two, mm -hmm. did I look at Frankie as a friend. I always looked at him as an employee. The help. Exactly. I never looked, I looked at him as Jimmy's number two. Yep. Yep. Like he was the guy that got shit done. You know what I mean? He was literally a personal assistant. Like he's no different than Anne Hathaway in um the Devil Wears Prada. You get what I'm saying? Like she is the he's he's the same thing. Like he gets all the shit done for him and doesn't get any credit. But friend, when was y'all friends? Like when did you know y'all you went to barbecues, y'all had cookouts together? Like what did little Mo say? You either have friends or you have soldiers. Frankie no was a soldier. Frankie so, was so. a soldier. You are mm -hmm. my employee. You are hired help. 
while you may be a confidant because you've been with us, but friend, nah, that ain't you. That ain't you. And I think that I, I mentioned this before. This show is very unique in the sense that Gina's character is so involved. Involved. Mm -hmm. You don't normally get that. You don't get anybody asking questions because it just took me like I've never seen anyone react like that to somebody's number two. Mm -hmm. Like just getting out of there. You know what I mean? She knew she looked at his hand, she knew what was up. So she, now she probably worried about well, how Frankie doing. You think we see Frankie again? You think Gina checks in on Frankie? There might be a scene in part 18 where we see that. I think so. I, I think so. Surprised. Because she has to show her hand at some point. Gina don't move smart. She, she may know she may have a genetic whatever from crazy carmine, but uh Gina is strategic, but it's all emotion based. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, but she I definitely doesn't. That we will see Frankie, but it'll be from Gina. Mm -hmm. Or if we do, it'll be him trying to make amends with uh with Jimmy, but Jimmy ain't having it. Not Jimmy though. I I, if if if, it, if it's based from Jimmy's point of view, we're not seeing Frankie at all. Yeah, we're not seeing Frankie at all. However, Gina, absolutely, and I like I said is. We already know that whole relationship's rocky. We Ooh. we talked about it. I think that was in season one when they slept in separate rooms, and we've realized. No, that that's the little, top of this. That's the top of that's season. The top of the season. Okay, then. So we know all that stuff's going on. Gina made the comment about Frankie earlier. Gina might be getting her back cracked by Frankie, man. She, Frankie might be a chiropractor. I just thought about this. Because he's now been ostracized and excommunicated from the family, if we see Jimmy again, and not Jimmy, Frankie. Frankie again, perhaps Olivia has turned him. I don't think people like Frankie turn. Yeah. Let me take that back. Let me take that back. Let me take that back. People like Frankie turn. I don't think Frankie particularly will turn. Okay. Okay. I haven't workshopped it. It just popped in my head. But mm. and, and I'm not mad at where you're going. The only reason I say that I don't think he will is because every everything we just mentioned. I think he cares about Gina. Um okay. and whether they might not be friends, I do think that he cares about the Baxter family, at least Gina, that part of it. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Frankie thought they was friends too. He forgot. He got too comfortable. Got way too comfortable. That's got what got him beat up. I agree that I agree with Gina line. Mm -hmm. That's what got him fucked up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you don't, yeah, stay in your lane, bro. You know who you work for. You don't work for the Baxter. He did work for the Baxter family, but he really worked for Jimmy. That part. That part. Very interesting. Is Frankie Jimmy and Frankie? Gina told a story about dating down. You know, you might fuck people in a lower class, but you don't marry them. But we know that Jimmy's family is poor Irish, you know, yeah. his father was an alcoholic. But now I wonder if Frankie is somewhere in that too. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure they were, I'm sure they were even. I'm mm -hmm. sure there was a, um, I'm sure there was an Avon Stringer kind of relationship at some yeah. point between those two and Jimmy just kind of elevated. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, they, I'm sure that if we got a backstory, I'm sure they have been around for a long. They've been hand in hand for a long time. Very interesting. And Frankie is Irish, correct? Yeah, Frankie's Irish. 
like Jimmy. Frankie's Irish. Like I said, I'm sure they are friends, even though the show didn't show us that. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's hard. Mm. It's hard to be friends with somebody like that. Like your help. Like not. I don't want to say your help, but your number two. Like your soldier. Your best soldier. Yeah. You my general. You my you my capo for real. Like you are the one who needs to get stuff done. I've always thought it was weird that Jimmy doesn't have more people around him anyway. Yeah. You know when when, when it's time to when, when shit hits the fans, like it's Frankie and Carlo. Like if that's your team, then you might as well just pack it in, up. bro. Yeah, you might as well just pack it in. And really, so, not even Carlo. Yeah, not even Carlo. And he playing Carlo like a fiddle. So Carlo just you know get a little pat on the head. Oh, you're doing such a great job, buddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all that is. And Carlos is a dummy. We've been seeing that over and over again. Um, Jimmy made the deal with the Cleary family. Yeah. And this is the scene, uh, more so than the opening, not the opening, but the first scene with them when they were in the car and they find out about Frankie. Mm-hmm. This was the scene when I was like, Jimmy's a psychopath. The way he was eating that pasta. Yeah. Just so <laughs> just chilling, like, and just he already. I don't, I don't want to, you know, sound repetitive, but I've said it multiple times. He's a chess player. Like, he already had everything lined up. It was very telling how Jimmy was mentioning to Gina how Fia's going to be back because Fia has nowhere to go. And the very next scene when Fia's talking to the priest, she says to him, I have nowhere to go. Yep. Like, Jimmy knows, like, this is the situation. This is what it's going to be. Like, yeah, she mad. She upset. She's going right now. But where else she going to go? She got to come back. Exactly. She got to come back at this some point. Um, him picking up the phone, realizing, okay, I am a gangster. Matter of fact, here's the deal. I accept the terms. We're going to change this part. That's it. I want your answer now. You know what I mean? This is one of them one-time things. Okay, cool. Put the pressure on him. Jimmy shows this once again, and that's what's frustrating about his character, I guess. So back and forth. Be a boss, man, and stand on that shit. Like, I want to see you be all the way G. And I want to see him get back on Carmine because that's not, that's not resolved to me. Like, you got to get your get back. Oh, he's going to get his lick back on Carmine. Yeah. Get it back in blood. I don't worry about that. He's going to get his lick back. Yeah, I, I would can. not be surprised if he didn't kill Carmine. It might come down to that. I wouldn't be surprised if he choked out Gina. That part? That part, too. Um... Because even though, you know, they accepted the deal, we still going to have a conversation with Carmine about it. Mm-hmm. This ain't the what dad, we're about. Yeah. So, you know, you know, the dads are going to talk. That, that was the meeting between the son and the son-in-law. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's going to come out in episode or part 18. These dads are going to talk I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was not the deal we discussed. And then Jimmy's going to have that conversation. Well, that's the deal I made. This that's is my it. family. This is my deal. That's it. And that's where we're going to see him get gangster. Because there's no way Carmine can yank him up and, and roll up on him again like that. That's done. That's a one and done. That's it. That's a one and done. You can't do that. As a writer of this show, you can't You can't make Jimmy... Um, you can't have his character go through that. Like He's just not believable. You got, we got to believe him at some point. Yeah. Um, And I think that that's the last time we can see him get hold. And that Gina shit over too. Like as far as her, her talking crazy to him, that's one hundred percent. Jimmy showed us this episode in the most calm Jimmy manner. That I am, I'm the boss. I'm the big dog. I'm the big boss. Conti's out of here. Baxter's is what it is. By any means necessary, I'm running shit. And I like that because I'm about sick of Gina ass. Um, I was on the fence. I'm not sick of Carmine. I would like to see more of him because I like his little Mighty Mouse ass. But, um, 
I, I actually want to see violence come to him. So maybe <laughs> I got a little teeny tiny bit of a soft spot for Jimmy. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's weird, ain't it? It's weird. <laughs> I got a little soft spot for Jimmy. It's he's weird. I don't know. Horrible person. Yeah, he's an awful person and he really don't have any kind of incentive to go for him. But there is something about him that's kind of like, huh, kind of rock with this guy. Yeah. I don't know why. Jimmy wouldn't like me if he saw me in the street. Right, right. I think it's because Jimmy recognizes and knows essentially who he is, but I don't think he necessarily wants to be that. Like, this waterfront shit is really important to him mm -hmm. on some legit shit. Like, yeah, I'm a gangster, but I actually really, really, really would like to just be a clean-ass businessman. That's all. That's only all. get gully if I absolutely gully. <laughs> if I absolutely <laughs> have to, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's exactly that. I think part 16 showed us that. That's who he wants to be. Mm -hmm. Does not want to get into anything else. Listen, I, I, I started out this way. I got my hands dirty to make my make my wealth. <laughs> Listen, which everyone in America who has wealth started out getting their hands dirty. Yeah. That's just a fact. You know what I mean? That's just a fact, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, Making your bones, earning my bones. Yeah, that's, listen, that's, like I said, a whole conversation. We can do a whole nother episode on that. But, <laughs> yes, this is how I got in the game. But now that I'm here, I see the business side. I am a good businessman. I do have yeah. legitimate businesses. Like, why would I want to live this, you know, gangster life if I don't have to? Right. Um, so I'm gonna try to be as clean as possible and you realize like hey, I started this way, I gotta end this way. So we'll see how that works out. Um, yeah. but Jimmy made his choice, but he he made his choice, whether it's hands-on or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These are the deals we're gonna make, these are people I'm gonna keep around me, and we're just gonna ride this thing out. I'm here for I ain't him. mad at Jimmy. I ain't I'm mad at Jimmy. Jimmy. I'm not mad at him at all. I'm impressed by Jimmy. I'm always interested to see what he's going to do next and how he's going to do it. So now that qualm crazy that we see in this episode and episode or part 17, I would like to see more of that. I think mm -hmm. we will see more of that, but I also think we see more of the madman that Jimmy is that Michael was afraid of. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. 100%. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So the only other thing that I really have for the Baxters, um, once again, we touched on it earlier, was Fia, which mm -hmm. is where she is. We said last week, Fia's done. Done. You said, you said Rachel, that baptism is not happening. Obviously, yes. it's not. She said it's canceled. <laughs> she left it. She left the baby. She has no plans of going back to that hotel. No. Um, like I said, we ended the episode with her and baby Rocco at um Elizabeth's house. Yeah, Elizabeth's house. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're going to open up, I'm assuming, part 18. You know, yeah. just figuring out how that relationship is. And uh, we see in the previews, which I guess I don't want to go too much in the previews. A couple people hit me up like, I didn't watch the previews. I ain't know uh, Eugene was still alive. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I mean, they're there for a reason. Yeah. But just a one quick brief uh, thing. And it's not really a spoiler because it's been alluded to all season. Olivia trying to flip the, flip the Baxters or get the mm -hmm. Baxters taken down. Like, this is a prime opportunity with Fia. Mm -hmm. Will she turn on them? Do you think she turns on her family? Yes and no. Okay. Yes, because she is so fucking sick of these niggas. 
Mm-hmm. And she is just, she's not a criminal. She doesn't love violence. She doesn't get off on that shit. She's not like them. She's 17. Yeah. Yeah. I think Olivia talked good enough to her. I can get you to flip. I can get you to turn on your family. But no, because there's something still in her that holds a candle for her father. I'm going to go no. I think it's one thing to cut your family off and have nothing to do with them. Mm -hmm. I lie Big Mo and her sister. Yeah. Versus I'm intentionally about to do something to take my family down. Because there's no coming back from that. Right. There's coming back from loving somebody across the street. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, however long it needs to be, a year, five years, you guys are over there, I'm over here. Like, yeah. I need that space. You can come back from that. You can't come back from, this is what my family does. And not to mention, I don't know how much Fia actually even knows that she could tell Olivia. Like She's not up to date with the day-to-day. She knows like the you know Eugene situation. She's seen Carlo in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously everything that happened in the hotel that night. She's heard stories, but I don't know how much she can actually testify to say she witnessed Fair. and saw. Fair. So I don't think she does it. Um, as much as she does not rock with her family, she is not going to take them down, in my belief. I don't I don't think yeah. that's I just think that's a little far fetched. And I think Olivia should know that, but but Olivia is Olivia, exactly. Yeah. And I hadn't thought about it. They take the Baxters down. All of their assets are seized. And I know that Olivia, or not Olivia, Fia is walking away, quote unquote, right now. But she's 17 with the baby. She has absolutely nothing. She moved into the hotel that her family owns. Mm-hmm. Where is she going? You can't stay. I guess you could stay with Elizabeth and Michael. But you can't stay with them forever. Nah, you got to figure something out. The biggest so, thing is, like you said, 17. To know that you might not have no money. You have no skills. You have, you have nothing. You Right. I can't say you haven't experienced shit because, you know, your brother died, your baby daddy died, your family is full of criminals. So you, you've seen some things, but I don't know that you, I don't know about them survival skills just yet. I don't think they're there. I mean, I think she'll figure it out, but. It's a it, man. It's got to be a rough reality knowing that you're growing up set for life, and then you hit a point where it's all that's gone, taken away. In the yeah, taken away. Whether it's your choice or not, you know you're leaving that behind, and then you really gonna find out what it's like. You know, if you want to be a seventeen year old teenage mom, all right, here's the real shit. There's gonna be some MTV right. shit, not no Baxter shit, right? Um, so very interesting. I think next week we see Elizabeth come home to Michael and the baby. She leaves Ben Rouge earlier because baby there, like, bitch, I want to see my great grandson. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. She does. That's my only like that. prediction in regards to that because obviously she's going to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're going to get back together. I don't know how. I don't know how they're, you know, I would imagine so because there's going to be some more conversations between maybe not Gina and Fia, but definitely between Jimmy and Fia. Definitely. Definitely. Um, she was a daddy's girl. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, there's going to be a point where Elizabeth, somebody has to tell her, like, you got to go home. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what you want me to do. Right. Because you still like, have Yeah, exactly. Our doors are welcome. Our, our, excuse me, our doors are open. You know, that is our great grandson and Michael's grandson. 
Um, Fia does seem like a great person, you know, compared to the rest of her family, but mm-hmm. us harboring you here and the Baxter's finding out, that's just not something that I even want. So yeah. you got to go like, you're welcome anytime, but you got to go home. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Because it's already dangerous for me. I've already told you that I can't be in y'all's life anymore because mm-hmm. of your father, your family. Mm-hmm. So now to know that that's where she is. It's getting real, man. Life come at you fast. Yeah, this is Comes the other you... crazy Jimmy coming out. Uh-huh. And then we got a... Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else for the Baxters? That's it. I'm just... I'm intrigued. I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah. It wasn't a ton going on. I think the only thing with the Baxters was really just showing Jimmy that he had his dominance back. And then also yeah. um, Fia and her life choices and what things look like for her moving forward. Um, so it wasn't a very Baxter heavy episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Desire. Come on. They ain't fucking well. Okay. I have an issue. Talk to me. I understand being mad at Mo. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but. I'm glad they cleared up that um, baby brother took the drugs from home. He took the balloon yeah. at home. I'm glad they cleared that up because that was bothering me as a continuity thing. Like, he didn't touch it. What are you talking about? Yeah, you were Saudi last week. <laughs> I was pissed. I'm like, this makes absolutely no sense. So now that we know, and Big Mo cleared up like, no, nigga, that ain't on you. You got that shit out at home. You mad at me, but motherfucker, this a you problem. Mm-hmm. And you want to scapegoat me, but here's the reality. Y'all niggas have been making bad decisions and moving fucked up. The reason y'all wasn't the number two all of this time, and here is why. You got the windows open while y'all cutting dope. You... <laughs> that's insanely dumb. I'm sorry. That's insanely dumb. Insanely dumb. Insanely like, inexcusable. Dumb. You got the other one who cut it and the got into the car accident loses um Eugene. Eugene. This one, you took the dope home that you know is extremely, extremely potent. It's in a balloon. Your little eight-year-old brother see a balloon, and it's like, well, oh, a balloon, you know? He might know, but he don't know, no. Right. And now he's overdosed. You blaming Big Mo. And you don't want to take the money, which I get. But this ain't all on her. You fucked up. Why did you... Why is this even in the house? You make very, very good points. Nah, you make good points. I I didn't think about it from um, Chris's perspective. Chris. Um, Even though I I agree with... Finding out how it happened... Mm-hmm. You know, because if last week it was under the impression, because we knew Chris didn't want that to be out in the street to begin with. Yeah. You know, he made it, you know, they made a point of it. So finding out that he got the balloon from his own crib was one of those. Like, I mean, I don't know what you really want me to say to you, bro. Like, that's just some fried that's- shit. Like, it was okay. not like he got it off the block or somebody sold it to him or he took okay. it from the club like he got it because you brought some shit home which is like rule number one you never bring any work home with you come on um 
so and you know obviously that's your brother like condolences i'm sure he feels that pain and that guilt but he also, he's blaming big mo because he said it shouldn't have been on the street to begin with and little mo even confirms that because we do get little mo citing this episode mm-hmm. i should have i should have tried harder to get that stuff off you know get it cleaned up so yeah. they are putting this on big mo um because of big mo's i guess her affinity with this club you know mm-hmm. that was mentioned we mentioned it last I week like how important Mm-hmm. Yeah, how important is this club? And they're thinking the same thing. Like you really, you really ready to risk it all? Um, I don't think people. It goes back to something that you mentioned a few episodes ago. Once she did little mo like that, mm-hmm. there's no coming back from that. Come on, you can't treat your family like that. Come on, then everybody else expect to fall in line because they know, like, if anything happens, like I know it's over for me. Well, you, you know just- what I mean. Oh, my family was alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the sermon. Um, yeah, man. Big Mo ain't trying to hear that. Right. You're absolutely right. If you do Big this to your nephew, your favorite nephew, because Trey ain't your favorite nephew. Lil Mo is your namesake. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll fuck up anybody. You'll fuck over anybody. You fucked over the cartel, nigga. What? Yeah. Yeah, and I think they've seen they've seen her clean up problems like that with money. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Come in, you say yo, you say your piece. Here's a couple of dollars. She let's did get it back to work. Me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Here, let's get back to work or do what needs to be done. And I think everybody else is realizing, like, no, bro, this is my life. Like, this is like my little brother gone. Like, my mom over there crying. You know, you can even tell the energy when her mom or when Chris's mom said, "I do not want that woman in my house." Like, mm-hmm. they's not rocking with Big Mo. And that's fine. Like, I get it. Yes, she's culpable. She is a queen pin. However, I'm sure y'all was accepting Mo's dope money before. Of course, man. That's catch me too. All these other years, you probably smiled at her in the street. Oh, I know Chris worked for Mo, you know. Hey, how you doing? She might say, hey, Miss Shirley, you know? Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the energy. And yes, you're grieving. Your child is dead. But Mo didn't bring that into your house. Catch 22. Like you, your son works for Big Mo. You know what comes with that. You, I know you sell drugs. Unfortunately, the chickens came home to roost. They did. I, I don't know. I get it and I understand and you gotta be mad at somebody but even if it wasn't this whole fentanyl thing swallowing or however much just dope you know just coke that white girl he probably was still gonna die anyways yeah because he's 13 of a problem of a product you know Right, because I think they mentioned the brother was eight. Or excuse me, thirteen. Um, she looks mad younger on screen. Yeah, yeah, he I, looked younger on screen. But I they said this episode. Person. I thought the nigga was like eight. <laughs> yeah, they, they said thirteen this episode. But like you said, either way, that's I mean that can knock out a grown man, let alone a thirteen year old. So, um, you know, you make great points. You're absolutely right, Rachel. It's it's like I said, we made a lot of wire quotes last week or wire comparisons. Um, but I just can't help but think about season one omar like the game is a game you either play it or get played that's it 
Um, not to sound like a broken record, but we've also mentioned just being in that life. That that life is different than the life that we live talking into these microphones. Like we don't deal with that day to day. You know, right. me and Rachel go to work. <laughs> we got careers and shit. Period. Like we do not have to worry about gambling with our life, you know, week in, week out, or day in, day out. That's so it. there's different rules to that. They don't they can't live the same way we do. So like I said, it's play it or get played. Once I'm in this game, Chris is grieving, mm-hmm. the family's grieving. He feels away, but however your old Chris was when he decided that he wanted to live this life, that comes part of it. That's it. That's and you part of it. You've watched. You've mm-hmm. been in the wings. You was little Mo soldier. You reported to him. Mm-hmm. It's either play it or get played. This is not something to play with. You can't be half in, half out. Like you in or you That's out, it. and you got to be able to live and die by the rules that were made, however I- fucked up they are. Y'all literally just jumped little Mo out. Mm-hmm. Little Mo still got the bruises on his face, and he got enough in him to come show and pay respect to your family. That was my it's bigger question. than that. What did you think of little Mo showing up? Ballsy. Ballsy, but um in character, in line. Yeah. Little Mo, for one, he doesn't have anything to lose. Mm-hmm. And for two, he genuinely has love for desire. Yeah. Um, there was that scene when we first see Little Mo, he's in the bathtub, kind of getting his life together. Mm-hmm. And there's a, sh- a shot of him with a desire tattoo. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's his life. That's all he knows. He's adjusting to all of this. And regardless of what's going on, like I'm not, I don't know. I, I guess it's no different than if you had an argument with somebody and something happened to him. Not to them, maybe, but something happened that affected their life. Like, you still going, all right, man, like, I'm going to pull up, I'm going to hit you up, see what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, even if the situation is funny, it was different for Big Mo. Big Mo is the one who I thought shouldn't have showed up. I knew that Not, she would. Yeah, of course she would. Because this Big Mo, it's, it's a, I think it's a little bit of dominance as well. Like, mm-hmm. um, like Jay Z said, man, the streets say Jigga can't go back home. You know, when I heard that, when I was back yes. home, like, you feel me? Like you saying I can't show up? Watch me show up. Yeah. And watch y'all not do nothing about it. But little Mo showing up was in character. He cares. He cares genuinely about Chris. And he knows. I love the fact that he didn't expect any kind of love in return. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to give him a hug and let him know, like, your family and my prayers. Like he didn't talk any kind of business, mm-hmm. even though Chris was or excuse me, not yeah, Chris, even though Chris was saying, you know, Big Mo got a pay, she can't keep getting away with this. Big Mo got a pay. <laughs> Bax has got to pay. Big Mo got to pay. Um, you know, Lil Mo just kept it like, look, that ain't my business no more. Yeah. Just wanted to come by and give you a hug, man. Like, Why I got to pay? Because you reckless. That Hey, listen. Why I got to pay? She said it, man. Big Mo said the other... I, I still can't remember his name. The guy who was driving when Eugene got away, but Fox. it's not on you. Yeah, it's not on you. It's not on That's you. On- he found that at the crib. Why is it there? Mm-hmm. What more can I say, man? But the dysfunction like, is real. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I was just going to so, say, I liked that little Mo came. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even necessarily call it ballsy, but I guess it is. Um, I more so just this speaks to the character of this nigga. Like, mm-hmm. we watched Little Mo spare Eugene's life last season. And even this season, do his best to keep Eugene safe, out of trouble, 
alive, you know, you should have never came back, little man, you know, even knowing what it would mean for him, like, he's a thoughtful ass nigga. And I'm curious to know who little Mo would have been, be it not for Big Mo. Like, what could he have done? How would he be, like, as a person? Because the good person, we talked about the Baxters, Jimmy is, like, not a good person. Big Mo really ain't a good person, neither. Little Mo, Maurice, is a good person. Mm -hmm. I wonder what his life looks like not being born and raised and jumped in to the gang and drug life um that's that's a very interesting point it's a great point i think that's a point that you can make about a lot of people mm. um, in those environments how many geniuses how many ivy league students are you are sitting in these neighborhoods that just will never have a chance to express that or live that life the mathematicians um, my goodness <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like literally like there's people <laughs> There's always that joke when I see certain memes. I'm like, man, y'all y'all should be working for NASA somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, as creative and thoughtful as y'all are, but y'all out here doing all this other stuff just because of how your environment was. Uh, yeah. Um, Nas has a lyric. I would be I would be Ivy League if America played fair. That's what right. I think about when I think about that situation. Like, man, it's it's Little Mo was a good dude. I would everything you just said was on point, and it makes me think because I've always said Eugene's my favorite character. Little Mo's right there too. I just let to see both of them just pack it up and just bounce. Like, yeah. I got you, little man. We're going to start this life, man. We really about to be some good people. <laughs> I have a question because it related. I would like to see them both on that bus to Houston or wherever together. Yeah. It's only one bus that goes. I couldn't understand. And I thought about it and thought about it last week. Like, he was chilling in the house all day in the shop or bar all day it wasn't no earlier buses like no earlier routes <laughs> i got to go in the cover at night because for me what he was there two three days motherfucker no first thing smoking you out of here that was i thought that was the plan i, I, I pretty i'm pretty sure i remember big mo saying first thing in the morning he's out of here um, i don't know what happened to where he had to take the night bus the only thing i could think of is Let's wait until it's dark so people can't really spot him in public. Because remember, right. Eugene is supposed to be dead. They've yeah. already, the police right. have solved that crime. So him popping him back up is kind of odd. That's the only thing I can think of. Because, yeah, he should have been gone. Matter of fact, you should have been on that 2, 3 a.m. bus. That part. That morning before. That part. It was a whole nother extra. Why are you here a whole nother day? But it's really not an issue if you keep your blinds closed. That's inexcusable, Rachel. That, the more I think about that, that's really piss me off. That's really like that's really bad. Like you can't. I know it's a, I know it's a fictional show, so I got to put that on the writing. Like if you got to have a better way to tie that or together. It's a part of the story. If crackhead Joey, I think Joey ass has the wherewithal and gumption to be able to take a picture. Why wouldn't NOPD? Why wouldn't somebody else? Okay, now you've bought this club, so now this is going to be a desire hangout. Okay, mm, Rico. <laughs> okay, I'm seeing what the fuck y'all doing. Click, click, niggas. That's just inexcusable. Like, to have your blinds open while you bagging. Though. I can see if you just, even if you were just in there chilling, close your blinds. Period. But you bagging up, bruh. Come on, man. Y'all some idiots. Y'all some mm. idiots. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, well. Um, 
I that's think that's I think that's all I have. Um, I know there was a conversation between Big Mo and Jimmy, mm-hmm. um, which impending war. We know that's coming. Um, yeah. You mentioned it earlier, so we don't have to get too deep into it because I'm sure we'll talk about more about it these next couple of episodes. But the desire Baxter thing is really going to heat up. And we'll, yeah, I don't know who's going to be at the end standing. You know, Mo's empire is kind of crumbling because she doesn't have the soldiers behind her. They don't mm-hmm. have her back. Same with Baxter's though. Because you know, Jimmy got picking sides. They gonna have to. They gonna have to because it, that's a life or death thing. You know, if yeah. you pick the wrong side, it's over. So I used to be my dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's straight up, man. So, um, like I said, it was. A, I don't want to call it a filler episode, but it's more so setting up. This episode was meant to set up these next three episodes. The final three. Now that we know who killed Robin, now that we got that out of the way, we can put away my crazy theories. We have an episode of, like I said, explain what's going to happen these next three. We'll Man, see I how it goes. Robin theories. You said what? I smoked all your Robin theories. Yeah, you definitely did, man. <laughs> you definitely did. I don't got nothing else to say. I told you last week I'm done making predictions. So <laughs> it was good to see Lee. It's good to see Eugene still alive. It's good to see little Mo. I her being an advocate. Straight up, man. Lee, Lee was, man. We didn't talk about it. What do you think about that whole hospital? Which part? Scene. One, Rudy calling, you know, to, to figure out what's going on and who was admitted. Lee really stepping up and Eugene saying who he was. Like, motherfucker. It was a dope scene. It was... Um, Eugene is smart. I'm Eugene, Eugene Jones. Is smart. Eugene Jones. <laughs> He been smart. He been smart. I think that scene was more so about Lee, just especially mm-hmm. after not seeing her for so long. The love and care that she still has mm-hmm. um, doesn't want to see somebody get washed up in the system. Mm-hmm. As far as mm-hmm. Eugene goes, the nurse helping, realizing like, look, oh, the charge nurse, yeah, mm-hmm. the charge nurse. Like this is like this police did this. Like you call yeah. it in her, her making it up. Like you know, the Hispanic male in his forties. Mm-hmm. Like everybody trying to protect him. Yeah, I like the fact that it's realistic and it was found out that nah, this is actually Eugene here. We're gonna try to get this taken care of. Um, but I love the fact that they tried to help. They, they're this whole series is really about a system working against people. Yeah, you know, it's helping some people and it's working against everybody else. And mm-hmm. you know, from all the yeah, way from power, yeah, all the way from power structures to um, the way your hospitals run and mm-hmm. how things are reporting and corrupt officers and really life or death like Eugene's and. Think about how crazy it is that if I go to a hospital, I could die. Like me yeah. trying to save my life means I could die because mm-hmm. people are looking for me. It's insane. It's insane. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Eugene is smart. Just to have the presence of mind to now make it known what what comes from that, you know. So I'm I'm very interested to see what comes from that. Hey, we got three episodes to find out. Mm, bless it. So we appreciate y'all tuning in with us this week. Um, like I said, it's a completely different episode from the past two. Um, but I know these next three are going to be a doozy, for lack yeah. of a better term. So with that being said, Ray P, we'll be back at it for episode 18, part 18 of Your Honor. Looking forward to these last three. Like I said, no predictions coming out of me, uh, but we'll be recording back here soon. Um, for those of you who don't know, I, you know, if you only listen to We Got Y'all, Ray P's birthday is coming yeah. up on Wednesday, March first. So hey, she'll be fight. celebrating. 
just want to make sure we give her a shout out, show her some love, all of that. So, um, one time for you, Ray P. Hey, one time for the one time. Yeah, shout out to everybody listening. We appreciate y'all. We will be back next week with part 18 of Your Honor. Y'all be cool. How y'all be cool? Peace out. And that's a wrap. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.